Namaste, dear ones. This is Changa Bell. I'm your host, and you're listening to Conversations with a Yogi. Today's edition on episode two is titled The Butt Edition. A little butt may be ruining your relationships. All that and more today on Conversations with a Yogi. I want to clear up things just a little bit from the tease. It's called a tease for a reason, and in this case, a little butt tease. To be clear, we're not talking about the derriere today. We're talking about the clever, small, and yet powerful conjunction, but. However, before we get into the topic, let's do a little housekeeping. Please share a link to Conversations with a Yogi with your friends, family, and on your social networks. I know it's early, only episode two, but I promise to be here for the long haul and spread lots of food for thought, joy, knowledge, wisdom, and my personal experiences along the way. Also, be sure to leave voicemail questions or comments. You can do so right here on anchor.fm. Instructions are featured on the site. There is just a little message icon beneath the show description. I'd love to get your feedback and questions as often as possible. Now, I haven't mentioned it before, but I also practice permaculture and live on an on-grid homestead. So if you're into sustainable living, I'll be doing a show on that topic soon. But you can follow all of my challenges, trials, happenings on Instagram at Changabell. That's C-H-A-N-G-A-B-E-L-L. I feel like the transparency will make us closer. And it's important to me to, to connect by walking the walk and talking the talk. So... Yoga is one of the principles of permaculture and living as natural and as sustainably as possible is definitely part of yoga. So you can see me live that out loud there on that social network, Instagram, where you'll meet my chickens, ducks, goats, turkeys, rabbits, koi, and my ever-beloved Ridgeback and more. Now, I don't have to mention there's been a, quite a bit of change lately in society, in the world at large. And there's a definite increase in uncertainty. So if you're showing signs of disinterest in things that you once loved, or perhaps you're feeling low in energy, maybe even apathetic, paranoid, worried, or just out of sorts, you may want to increase your meditation practice. About two years ago, I developed what is known as floating anxiety. I work a lot with kids in the juvenile justice system, and unfortunately, I had become desensitized to their deaths to a degree. I mean, these young men and women often get murdered or locked up, and it's just, it it was too much on my spirit. So eventually, I got a little numb there. However, at this point, uh, two of the kids that I work with actually murdered someone. So they went to jail for life. And I've been doing this for many, many years, and I have a pretty good success rate. So comparison-wise, it was an anomaly, but it still bothered me deeply. Now, I I guess in hindsight, I can see the ego in that, but I just felt responsible. I just felt like I could do more. And I ended up going into a downward spiral of depression. And if you know anything about depression, you know that its first cousin is anxiety. I was lost, basically, and I couldn't see any way out. 
And I also began to feel like a fraud because I had to continue teaching and sort of preaching wellness is what I do. So behind the scenes, I was having panic attacks left and right, and they were just coming from out of nowhere. And I was continuing to be strong and get strong. I had to keep up my muscular structure to go both in these detention centers and just to represent yoga overall. So I was doing my breath work and my meditation maybe once a week, and that was it. And that is how I got out of balance. You see, the garden that Jesus speaks about in the Bible, in my opinion, the garden is the mind. And it's where we too, like Jesus did, can commune with God. So it was in that garden of meditation in which I found my healing. I began to practice daily meditation in the mornings, sometimes in the evening. And after about three months from the start of my daily meditation practice, I was anxiety-free. Today, I still have no floating anxiety, no anxiety at all. So I may skip a day of calisthenic workout, asana. I may even miss a day or two of breath work, but I never skip a day of meditation. And it's an easy way to connect to consciousness, which is the God in all of us. In consideration of the global situation, I offer a daily morning meditation to heal, clear up, and empty the mind. That's the purpose of meditation, to empty the mind. And in that way, the body will heal itself and provide optimal performance. The human body actually likes to be in balance, and it is great at bringing itself to a state of homeostasis and equanimity. But that state must be cultivated both in the external and internal environment for healing. Meditation is simple, painless, and non-invasive. However, you must register first on my website. All these meditation sessions will be on Zoom, and so I send out the RSVP and the code. The meditations are only 15 to 30 minutes long, so they won't take up your whole morning. So we'll be done by 7.30 a.m. at the latest, and they're free. Meditation will bring about peace in your mind during these uncertain times. RSVP and register at www.changabell.com backslash morning meditation. Again, you must register first in order to participate. So registration closes daily at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, United States time. That is the day before. So if you're going to come to a Tuesday meditation session, you need to register on Monday by 8 p.m. or the registration closes. So again, you can find that pop-up. It'll either come up on www.changabell.com or just look in the upper right-hand corner for the morning meditation tab or link at the top of the homepage. Now let's get to today's featured topic. Have you ever talked to someone and they literally reiterate something you said or perhaps something about you and just as you started to feel good, to be seen for who you are or what you stand for or what you communicated that it was received clearly and effectively, they make a sudden and oh-so-subtle U-turn as they turn on you because they say, but. And then they go on to basically invalidate everything you stand for and everything you said just to give a rebuttal that makes it feel like they didn't listen to you at all. So what we're going to do is take a deep dive momentarily into butts today. <laughs> wow, that makes for really bad and horrible radio. So let me edit that. Actually, I'm going to keep it in so you can laugh how I laughed. <laughs>
And there's no such thing as little butts. They come in one size, and that's a one-size-fits-all contrarian large. But but, quote-unquote, may be evidence of a preconceived response or an expression of a non-empathetic or lack of active listening attitude. It doesn't mean that someone has completely tuned out. It does, however, indicate that at some point something was said that was a trigger, and from that point on, the butt was locked, loaded, and ready to be let loose on the conversation. Butts often lead to doubts, so they can wreak havoc on your internal dialogue as well. In fact, butts are so strong that they will often have you start speaking aloud to yourself so that you clearly understand the opposition side. So, where do butts come from? Literally, conjunctions are part of English grammar. Grammar.yourdictionary.com reports that a conjunction is the glue that holds words, phrases, and clauses both dependent and independent together. This definition, when spoken in spiritual parlance, however, could read like this. A conjunction is the glue that holds worlds, people, and causes, dependent or independent. That is to say that it holds worlds or individuals or causes together or apart. So in layman's terms, but keeps people independent. It even keeps you independent from yourself. The ego stays separate from the superego, etc., etc. But just expresses contrast or separation in both language and in relationship. A better word for relationship building would be and. And shows support, and it shows unity. And is support and builds on the prior laurels being discussed if you're in a conversation. And even if you're in your head, when you're saying and, 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 you are building. These are building blocks you're creating. Even the small and mighty so offers clarity and continuation of a statement or idea. But but is a position on an event or a statement. Spiritually, but should be considered a verb and not a conjunction because it's literally instant movement in a direction away from something that's being said. I want to pause for a second, though. Uh, I'm not playing semantics and not just trying to be a philosopher or rhetorician. I'm not being petty or just playing in the minutia. Part of what happens during a spiritual awakening, what we call a path to self-realization, is increased awareness. So for me personally, as I become more and more spiritually awake, things that were once in the dark are now literally illuminated and they seem so obvious. So compassionately, I want to bring such things to light, to topics so that we can speak about them. I mean, just ask my wife. The quality of our arguments have changed drastically. They've gone from argument to discussion and from discussion to decision and from decision to better action and awareness of language for what it really is, which is a pure representation of energy and intention. So in short, you know, all words are magic. All words are spells to a degree. But if you're not aware, and especially if you're not self-aware, then we all just go around creating disharmony and discord exponentially in our lives. So this is what discussing the word but is really about, is about a spiritual awakening and noticing that even the small things, such as a three-letter word, matter so, so much. So I'm not presenting that we lose our own values, 
our standards or character for the sake of supporting someone else by using and or so instead of but. But what I am saying is suppose you would use it hypothetically in your head as you were listening or out loud to yourself to bring full awareness so that that contrary opinion or opposite thought will have true context and communicate more clearly. And using and or so, when we really want to say but, we give ourselves the opportunity, a chance for empathy first. Empathy is sided with love, and a great and good many things come from love. Hence, disharmony and conflict start to diminish from your life. It's replaced by resolution and relationship building, just with the awareness of when and how you are using the word but. You may still be asking, how is this yogic? Why does it matter? Well, living a yogic lifestyle is essentially about conflict resolution. For a yogi, it's about internal conflict resolution, which subsequently has an external effect. When we learn to address and control the conflicts inside of ourselves, we stop trying to control the conflicts of others, or better known as these conflicts that come out of ourselves and are placed upon others. All of us are working with single consciousness. Consciousness reflects the duality of this universe, so there is always an opposing force at play. For one thing to exist, its opposite must exist. To have something manifest, unmanifest must be there first. So this is why yogis choose to focus on the single self and hence try to leave the butts alone. So we continue to work on ourselves from the inside out as in meditation or from the outside in as with asana, also known as calisthenics. Eventually, by increasing awareness of our spiritual reality, we eliminate words, phrases, and actions that tend to bring us into disharmony with our surroundings. Harmony happens with acceptance. Acceptance alone fills the gap and where the elimination of the word but may leave a pause in your conversation, uh, a hesitation in your mind. Just remember, by lending time to time, all will eventually go smoothly as you develop higher consciousness and vibrate higher. Lastly, as we gradually lose saying the word but, we're forced to replace that word with empowering phrases such as, in my opinion, I feel that, I think that. These self-empowering phrases put you out there. For when you say them, you have to stand in your own isolation and subjectivity. When using a but, you attempt to align yourself with some universal principle or understanding that the other person doesn't know, and thus you position and end up, for lack of a better word, butting against them. And it's usually something you feel strongly about. So ruminate over it a bit. Pause and reflect on your own words carefully. It's a pain at first. You'll find yourself being bogged down and it may just feel stupid or like too much work to do. But it's one of the reasons our spiritual heroes speak in a slow and deliberate tone. It's why we feel loved and connected to them easily and almost instantly, whomever they may be for you. And that power resides in all of us. We just have to cultivate the skill in order to make the change. So from here forward, when listening to a conversation or being involved in a conversation, go further than the words and see about the tone, the, the intuition. Are you being spoken to or with? Look at the body language. Uh, 
see what the intonations are, what's being implied. All of this is part of the communication experience. And spiritually speaking, communication is all about revelation. Someone is trying to reveal an aspect of themselves to you. And it's not easy to do. As humans, we've developed various protections. Sometimes we use humor, sarcasm, cynicism, introvertedness, etc. Whatever it is, we just try to mask how we truly feel so that we're not hurt by rejection. And being respectful of time, let's wrap it up there. The summary is that conjunctions are spiritual verbs because they convey positioning. For example, for explains purpose or reason, just like because, which these both, both of these words are spiritually positive, and adds one thing to another, so you can think of and as being spiritually expressive of unity, nor usually presents an alternative negative idea to an already stated negative idea, so that is spiritually negative, but shows contrast, spiritual opposition, or and yet present a contrasting continuation and they logically follow a preceding idea. So indicates effect, result, or consequence, and usually conveys spiritual understanding or building. In the end, it's not just conjunctions, but all words that deserve our interest and introspection. If we all learn to investigate how we speak, when we speak, and our word choice, we'll know how we show up in this world, how consciousness is expressing itself through us, and our use of free will that gives us the power to alter that charge of energy called consciousness and thus create the life and the relationships we desire. This is what is called conation. This is a true sense of what it means to conify. As yogis, conation is what we strive for. According to a journal study, conation is an important factor of our mind. Psychology traditionally identifies three areas of mind. Cognition, effect, and conation. Cognition refers to the process of coming to know and understand. It's a process of encoding, storing, processing, and retrieving information. It's generally associated with the question of what. Uh, For example, what happened, what's going on now, and what is the meaning of information that is being presented Affect refers to the emotional interpretation of perceptions, information, or knowledge. It is generally associated with one's attachment, positive or negative, to people, objects, ideas, etc. And it asks the question, how do I feel about this knowledge or information? Conation refers to the connection of knowledge and affect to behavior. It's associated with the issue of why. It's the personal, intentional, planful, and deliberate goal-oriented component of motivation. So basically, as opposed to having a reactive or habitual aspect of our behavior, we learn to intentionally control how it is we move and show up in the world. Conation gives us control over our behavior. So in closing, losing a little butt goes a long way. (laughs) I couldn't help it. I'm just, I had butt jokes the whole way through. I, I cut out most of them. You're listening to Conversations with a Yogi. I'm your host, Changa Bell. Remember always that you are light, you are energy, and that you are literally forever more. Peace and blessings, everyone. Namaste.
This has been Conversations with a Yogi, a listener-supported podcast on anchor.fm backslash changabell. Please remember to log on to anchor.fm backslash changabell and leave a message with comments, questions, or more. 